Hey, did you know that uh, we are a family? No matter what our, our skin color may be, right? No matter what our ethnos or nationality may be, we are a family of believers. I'm excited to have my brothers and sisters here with me today, excited about hearing from God. Amen? Amen. I, uh, I, just so much that I, I, I want to share, uh, I, I want to talk a little bit uh, about goals, just about goals. You know, I, I've been I've been hearing so much uh, about people who are trying to move in a certain direction. How many times we we try to read our Bibles and then we start and we stop. We try to be committed to certain things and we start and we stop. Thank you, sir. We, we try to do so many different things. And, and in that doing, we get a little distance and then we fail. I know that in my own life. I've seen that in my own life. Uh, I was just talking about my struggles with. Oreo cookies, I, oh man, I get so far and, I, and then I have a struggle with them again. Shirley was making this uh, dessert for the kids downstairs and she brought, did you know that there's a new mega pack of Oreo cookies? There's a mega pack of Oreo cookies, man. And now there's a, the, uh, not, you know, it used to be double stuff, now there's a mega stuff. I struggle, man. So 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 the thing about it is, is that she was making these and I was doing so good, leaving them alone. And they were there on the counter and it was late and she had leftovers. And here I am going at those Oreos. And she's like, what's in your mouth, baby? And I'm like, no. Although it was Oreos and and for a while, God had been dealing with me about goals and 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 talking about it and, and, and setting them in my own life and reaching them. And so I began to to do some research and I began to hear other messages that came from other places that God just kept putting in front of me. And uh, today is the day that we're going to begin talking about that. Amen. So Philippians three, and we're going to begin in verse 12. I'm going to read it in the King James Version, and then I'm going to read it again in the New Living Translation. Is that OK? Amen. You never get too much of hearing the word, right? The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of joint and marrow. Right. It is a, a, a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. It's always good for us to have the word. But what we know more than that, the word of God is Jesus. Amen. So it's here. It's here. Paul is talking to the Philippians and he's talking to them about a calling and about goals. And here is what he begins to say, not as though I had already attained because he was telling them about something and he wanted to be clear, not as if I had already attained either were already perfect or mature, but I follow after if that I may apprehend or grab hold of that for which I am apprehended or caught of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of Christ Jesus, of, excuse me, high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect or mature, mature be thus minded. And if anything, excuse me, if in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless, whereunto we have uh, already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind 
the same things. Now, let me read that really quickly in the New Living Translation. Can I do that? I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Let all who are spiritually mature, that's a good one, let all who are what? Spiritually mature, agree on these things. If you disagree on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you, but we must hold on to the progress we have already made. Amen. So I want to talk about goals and and seeing it here. This is the thing I want you to understand that in goal setting, the first thing that I must do, the first thing that I have to do in goal setting is I have to take an honest assessment of where I am. Now, now, we don't always like to make honest assessments of where we are, do we? You know, sometimes we uh, we get to thinking that we are farther along than we really are. Can I tell you guys, uh, us guys, we do this all the time. You ever notice how guys can be like, you know, look like me, have a look. I'm going to say a little belly. That's a whole lot of belly, but have belly. And when you look in the mirror, you can still see ripness. That's not an honest assessment of where you are. <laughs> That's not an honest assessment when you see ripness and you and it's really not there. We have to be willing to take an honest assessment of where we are. Listen to this. It it is important. The very first thing that we see in Genesis three after after Adam and Eve partook of the fruit, the very first thing that we see is that the word of God approaches. I, I want you to remember it said the voice. Can we go there? Genesis three and uh, eight. I wasn't going to go there, but let's look at it anyway. It's important to see this. It's important to see this. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. It didn't say that they heard the Lord God walking. They didn't see him. Right. It said that they heard the voice of him walking, the voice walking in the garden. Do you understand that that's the word of God in action moving? Who is that? Always. Jesus. Here he is already there speaking to them and he's he's speaking to them and and his wife. And it says that Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Next verse. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, where art thou? Where are you? Do you know where you are? Can you take in this moment an honest assessment of where you are? Because guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Did you know that if I was on the way to your house and you gave me the address, right? You gave me the address and I and I tried to make it. But the street lights, I mean, the streets signs, I couldn't tell what they were. I couldn't really know where I was going and I made some wrong turns. And now I'm lost. If I called you and I said, hey, I'm lost. Is the first thing you're going to tell me where you are or are you going to ask me what? Where are you? 
Right. You're going to ask me where I am because you know where you are. You, I know where you are. You gave me the address. I just can't get there. I need help plotting a course from where I am to where I need to be. But because I don't know where I am, if I don't know where I am, you can't help me until I can honestly assess where I am. I'm here in front of a KFC and it looks like the sign says uh, regress way. Whatever it is. And then you start to talk about it, then I can help you or that you can help me plot a course from where I am to where I need to be going. That's the whole point of the GPS, right? The GPS puts in it, you know, on my, my phone, it always says current location. All right. It, it, it takes it from the satellites. It finds my current location so it can plot me a course to where I'm going. But here's something that happens, guys, that not only that, but there there's a struggle in, in that. Sometimes it's not that I don't know where I am. It may be that I'm not willing to really look at where I am because I'm comfortable where I am. And that's a big struggle for me to reach my goal because I've become comfortable. Listen, listen, discomfort, you know, discomfort sometimes is good to get us to to pack up and take and, you know, take a look at where we are and start to move things around. But when I become comfortable, I'm willing to sit down, take a nap, make a camp there. And that's where we struggle. That's the first struggle of taking an honest assessment of where I am. But the, the second one is I may believe that I've already attained everything that I need to. Look at who's the thing that, that strikes me in this passage is the guy who's writing this is Paul. Did y'all know that? Paul's talking about this. Do you, do you know about Paul? Paul, this, this, this is let me just tell you a little bit about Paul. Paul was this cat who who was a Pharisee. Right. So he was a part of the the Pharisees, which was like the highest council. They differ from the Sadducees. They were higher than the Sadducees. They believed something different. Not only was he a Pharisee, but he called himself a Hebrew of Hebrews. He said concerning the law, he was blameless. He sat at the feet of one of the most prominent uh, teachers, Gamaliel. And he learned at his feet. He was one of those guys that was just he was taking the course. He had had everything plotted out on the way to where he was going to achieve the greatest success that he could. He had done the 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 the, the Harvard here and the Harvard Law School. And he did this and he went to all of these different places to be able to reach the goal that he thought it was in Harvard. Of course, I'm just telling you in modern vernacular. But he did all of these different things. Matter of fact, when he was converted, when Jesus met him on the way to Damascus, on his way after he became a believer, he converted in the few weeks that he was a believer. He took the gospel all over the town. He was so much so that they kicked him out of the town in just a couple of weeks. And he's saying. I haven't attained. I haven't reached that which has apprehended me. I haven't reached that far. 
So it's no way that any of us can be on that path of saying we, we got it all. We have to be willing to make an honest assessment of ourselves if we want to reach our goal. The second thing is stay with me. The second thing is I've got to have determination. I've got to have determination. Why? Why do I need determination when I'm trying to reach my goal? Let me tell you why. Because did you hear this? It says in, in, in verse 12, he says this. He says, not as though I had already attained either were already perfect, but. I follow after. Then he says this in, in, in 13. He says, brother, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. He's saying this in this in this determination, there are going to be obstacles, but. I know that there is change that can come now, I want you to understand this, and I wrote this down so I wouldn't forget it, but it is the place of change that is filled with obstacles that must be overcome and not filled with excuses. But uh, but it is a place of change that is filled with obstacles that must be overcome and not filled with excuses. That's what but is. It is the place where change is taking place, but it is always filled with obstacles that must be overcome. You know, the obstacles, um, the obstacles that we have to exercise and why we don't exercise. Right. Come on, y'all talk to me. Would you with me? The obstacles that we face. Come on. How many of you face obstacles to exercising every day? Right. Right. You face those obstacles. Oh, my head hurt. Oh, my back hurt. Oh, I don't have time. Oh, I, I'm too tired. Oh, I work too long. Oh, I can't get up that early. Oh, I'm. Right. What about the obstacles that arise when you're trying to save money? All those obstacles that arise when you're trying to save money. What about the obstacles that arise when you have a plan to share your faith? What about those obstacles that arise? This hits a little closer to home. To making it to church, even though church changed nice. Right. Those are obstacles that come. And if you are not determined, excuses will fill that space. And the obstacles will remain. You'll never get past the place of change. I want to look at some biblical obstacles that, that come up. What about Abraham when he was getting ready to leave his home? He was leaving everything he knew for a God that he had just met. Did you know that? See, his family served other gods. And so Abraham is called by God, the God that we know, the God that we serve, the only true God. And he's asked to leave everything for a place that God doesn't even tell where it is. He just says, leave. And go. Can I tell you what? That sounds just like how when God told me to come here. I didn't know anything about here in Colorado. But can I tell you what it sounds like even more recently? When God said to leave 2683 East 120th Avenue, where we used to be all that time, to go to a place that I'll show you. There are obstacles that arise. There are plenty of obstacles that arise. We got to change days. We got to change times. Right. 
But there are obstacles that have to be overcome. Here's Abraham doing that, and Abraham leaves. But what about Abraham? Here's another one with Abraham. What about Abraham having Isaac in his old age? There's a lot of obstacles you've got to overcome in that. The little one's in here, so I'll leave that alone. But there's a whole lot of obstacles that come when you're old, right? Stuff don't work like it used to. Okay, that's enough. The last one, what about David being able to save the kingdom when Goliath stood in the way? There were plenty of people who had the same opportunity that David had. Did you know that? For days, Goliath stood there saying, hey, all you got to do is fight me. But that's an obstacle from us reaching our mark. Many people had the opportunity, but David took it. So, so far, what do we have? We have that there is what? Honest assessment and then determination. Come on, keep up with these guys. The next one is in order to reach our goal, we've got to have focus. We can't be distracted. And I'm going to tell you this. This is this is something that I struggle with. And, I, and I've noticed that. Right? And, and this is man, I hate that this is being recorded because I just want to tell you my thoughts. You know, sometimes my thoughts just they, you know, just my thoughts, not not biblical thoughts. But I've noticed I've noticed this, that in the last years, information has exploded. It's at the tip of our fingertips. You don't remember somebody's name. You don't remember how something goes. You pick up your phone. You speak into it. Hey, well, who was in that movie? Such and such. Immediately, you got an answer. Not only do you have an answer, you know how you know their height, their weight, who they married to, who their children are. You know all of that stuff. And it's at the tip of your fingers, right? At any moment, you are flooded and inundated with all kinds of stuff. Not only, listen, on my TV screen, not only do I have the television program, but I also have something that runs underneath that tells me other stuff that's going on. At the same time I'm watching TV, other stuff is telling, telling you what's going on. If, my, if I pause my TV too long, it flashes up what's happening on the roads outside. Plus, it's telling me all that's happening in the news. All this. All of this stuff is flooding us. And here we are in a world and God is telling us to attain our goal. We must be focused when everything is vying for our attention. Trying to be a distraction in the world that we live in. Isn't that isn't that something? Did you know that our brains are not designed to be able to take in so much information? We're only supposed to take it in in spoonfuls. Not the way we do. And the more information we take in, our brain has to partition things so it slows down. Let me show you. You ever been driving down the road and talking on the phone? How many times you miss exits, street turns? Right? How many times have you stopped listening to what they're saying and the person goes, are you there? Because you focused on something else, right? Your brain has to do that because of so much information that's coming in. It has to partition because it's not designed that way. And the more that we have less focus, the part of our brain that is the frontal core of our brain needs. It starts to atrophy because we no longer focus for long periods of time. And so we lose that ability to be focused when that is the necessary piece that is there for us to attain our goal. 
Have you ever noticed? And I say this. This is my thought. Can I just say my thought? Even though we know that the fruit that the, that the people ate in the garden was uh, that Adam and Eve ate in the garden was not an apple. Did you know that it's not an apple? The Bible doesn't say it, it says a fruit. And, it, and, and probably more than likely, it was probably a fig because of of how that uh, they, they grabbed fig leaves. It was probably the closest thing they noticed when they were naked. I won't say that that's the, the case, but I just we can just assume that. But did you know that most people say it's an apple every time you see it in the books, it's an apple. Everybody thinks it's an apple. What, what is the very thing on the back of your phones that you got? It's an apple phone and it's got a bite out of it. Why? Why? Sometimes I, I know the enemy does things and he puts it in plain sight and we don't even think twice about it. Now, this is just Pastor talking. OK, this ain't scripture. This just me talking. I got an apple phone, too, so I'm in it, too. OK. But I'm telling you, why is it that way? And it is now the biggest tool that we use to keep us flipping, 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 flipping. Did you know that the people who work on designing these things don't let their children have them? They won't let their kids have them because they understand the damage of having that much overload does to our creativity. Sorry. That's just me. That's just me. Let me go on. Focus. Focus. Paul says in verse 13 and 14, what does he say here? He says this. And I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. 13 and 14. No, dear brothers and sisters. I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Listen, in order for us to really focus in, guys, in order for us to really focus in, it's important for us to do things that Paul just said. He said, for me to focus, I must forget what happened yesterday. I have to learn how to forget my yesterday, the, bad, the, the, the negative things and even some of the positive things, because as long. Listen to this. As long as I am staying connected to that, I'm anchored to the past. No matter how far I move in the future, I'm still anchored to a moment if I don't let some of that go. And it will always snatch me back. And put me back in the middle of that. And I'll lose the focus of where I'm supposed to be because I'll be so focused on that moment. I have to learn how to forget and then I have to learn how to reach. I have to learn how to start reaching beyond where I am. For what God has called me for, I got to look for. Let me say before I reach, I've got to look and reach. Where have you called me to, God? Am I there? No, I'm not there. It is there. So then I've got to get in here and I've got to forget what happened yesterday. I stumbled yesterday. I got it right yesterday. I know that yesterday is behind me. It's not on the way to where I'm going. Did you get that? I've got to be able to get to where I'm going. And if I keep looking back at this. Sooner or later, I'm going to fall off the stage. Right. I've got to see where I'm headed so that I can keep 
moving and make sure I'm still plotting the same course so that I don't get off track. Right. Take a wrong turn. I've got to forget. Look, reach. And then I got to press through everything that comes, every obstacle, everything that would try to stop me and sidetrack me to get me to take camp. In the less than reaching my goal. Next thing. This is important for us to do. He says in verse 15, he says, let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. Now, this is something I want to take a minute on. He tells us, let's all who are spiritually mature agree on this thing. It, it, it takes us learning how to have agreement. But that agreement, listen, the way that we can be able to agree is that we all got to come and be moving in the same direction. Can two walk together except they be agreed? We got to be going in the same direction. OK, so I got to be connecting with people who are moving the same way that I am moving. If I'm connecting the people who are going over here, say, say I want to be able to to uh, to stay away from, uh, uh, I don't know, stay away from whatever, something negative. And all these people are about is that negative thing. How can I stay connected to them? How can I agree with them? I've got to learn how to challenge who I'm with for my agreement. And this is this is an avenue of, listen, accountability. Are you with me? The church is awful at accountability. All somebody got to do is say, God said this and then you got you go, okay. But what about what God said to them first? Do we hold them accountable to that? Y'all don't like that. I can tell because ain't nobody nodding their head. You with me? Do we hold people accountable to did they finish what God told them first? If God spoke something to you first before you can get out of it, you have got to finish it. You've got to reach the goal for God to move you to the next task. Did you know that? But we in the church don't don't do accountability because, you know. We we just let people slide. OK, I pray for you. But we don't hold people accountable. And this is crucial for us to get where we're going. I've got to get with people who agree with where I'm headed and can hold me accountable. It can't be that they just are people who are just, you know, just because you like them being around. It has to be with purpose. If I want to attain my goal. Do you understand this? Listen. One last thing and then I'm finished, but I want you to understand that it is important to connect with people who are headed where I'm going or listen. Or they've already been where I'm going. It is important to connect with those types of people. Okay, let me keep moving. Let me keep moving. Last thing. Paul said this in the last and in in, in 16, he said this, but we must hold on to the progress we've already made. We have got to learn how to be consistent. 
that no matter what comes our way, we have to be those who are consistently doing what God has asked us to do. There, there is a there is a, a, a major piece that we we sometimes get get lost on. We get here it is. We've moved forward and forgotten those things that are behind. But before, because we haven't reached that place, we start to lose it. Like, man, it's so far. Man, I ain't never going to make it. You know, I just give up. Have you have you seen that? Listen, as pastor, as pastor, I've talked to many people, not just people in this church, but people all around. They get to a place where they've been doing so good and an obstacle arises and so much uh, comes in their way. And then they just give up and forget how far they've made it. And they stop being consistent. And before you know it, they've fallen away and lost everything that they had already achieved. And it's so easy to do. Because we stop being able to say and be focused and say, God, you've called me to this to be able to move forward. Amen. So our things that we have to do is what's the first thing that we have to do? Does anybody know? Honest assessment of where we are. Does anybody know what's next? Determination. Because there are going to be obstacles in the way. There are going to be obstacles in the way. We have to be willing to overcome them, not let them become excuses. What's next? Focus. I love it, man. Focus. We got to focus up. We got to make sure that we are focused, that we are not allowing everything to come in our view. We're going to keep ourselves focused on. We're going to forget. We're going to keep looking and we're going to press. Amen. What's next? Agreement. We're going to make sure that we're connecting with people who have been where we're going or going where we're going. Amen. Amen. And what's the last thing? Consistency. It is important for us to be able to walk in those things in order to attain our goals. If we if we miss out on any one of those, it all falls apart. Any one of them allows us to get stuck on the way to where we're going. We'll never reach our goals unless we're willing to do those things. The heart, the heart is, you know, for, for, for me, I think that the, the biggest struggle is the accountability, the agreement. I think that's probably the most difficult part for all of us, right? Having that accountability, that agreement with people, we hang out with the wrong folks most of the time. We're spending our time with the people who are who are pulling from us and taking from us and keeping us rooted in our past rather than helping and pushing us forward. You know, it, it, the thing I hear most, the thing I hear most about that, and, and I really I'm, I'm going to stop. The, the thing I hear most about that is. They my friends. I, I, I can't leave them behind. Right. And I know and I hear it's it's a good argument that, hey, yes, they are your friends. But your goal is if you're around them, your goal is to give them Christ, not you receive from them. And if you can't give them Christ, then you need to separate until you can. You are not helping them. If you stay with them and they turn you away, then now all they say is there was nothing to your God anyway. Now it just it just sets God back. 
when you thought you were being loyal and helping, you were doing more damage than good. Sometimes you got to let people go in order to gain them again. That's the most difficult thing to do. That's my that's my boy, though. You ain't know he been with me forever. That's my girl. She called, you know, she she was always there when I was going through all that with my man and this and that. But they the main ones who undermine your success. You got to be willing. To be accountable and have the agreement with people. We're going in the same way. If you want to reach the goal, the mark, the high prize, you've got to be willing to do those things. Now, I want to end with this last thing that says it's, it's, it's really so I'm finished. So, you know, I'll close it up. We told we talked about this earlier uh, in, in an er, earlier time. We talked about this one thing. Last year, we said, I'm all in with Jesus. Okay, we had wristbands and everything. And this this year, I want to say, hey, listen, it's 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 important for us to be all in with Jesus. But we have to in order to be all in, we have to choose him every time. So 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 right now, I want us to 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 slightly tweak all in to be I choose Christ. I choose him first. I know there are other things that 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 come up. I know that sometimes my job may require me to do this. And I know sometimes that 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 this thing may be required of me and this thing may be required required of me. But let that be the exception, not the rule. I remember Wale telling me the story and it's okay if I said I shouldn't have said your name before I asked. But he was telling me he was telling me the story. We were sitting down and he was telling me the story about when he was moving from California to New York. And he's and this is what he did. He said he found a church before he found a job. And then he made sure that he told the job if, if the job was trying to keep him from being able to worship. He was like, nope. And God blessed him in such a way that he had a great job that gave him the flexibility to be able to do a lot of work in his church. Now, listen, as pastor saying that on, on a slant, no, I'm just telling you that this is how we should approach things. I choose Christ first. Everything that I have comes from God. I am nothing without him. My job can listen. Your job can fire you tomorrow and not think twice about it. They can close up and all of that stuff. You think they're going to be like, I'm so sorry. Let me help you out until you find another job. They're going to be like, nope, bye. And you do all of that for them and you will not change things for Christ. That's what we're trying to do now. We're just trying to make sure that we take an honest assessment of where we are. Can we say, I choose Christ? Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your loving kindness. I thank you for the people that are here. Father, I thank you that that your word 
always is able to find root in their hearts, Father God, in the hearts of your people that hear, not only the people who are in this place, but the people who hear, uh, who, are, uh, who are listening to us uh, uh, over the internet and, 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 and YouTube and social media and the podcast and all those different mediums, that they are hearing you, Father God. And that that word takes root in their heart and it causes change to come about, Father God, for your glory. That your kingdom may be advanced, Father God, that we may grow, that not only do we grow to love you more, but those that don't know you grow to know you, Father God. And we thank you that you are faithful and true. And that as we leave this place, we don't leave your presence, but we go forth with your authority your anointing to remove burdens everywhere we go, remove burdens and destroy yokes. We are benefits when we walk on the scene because of your love, Father God. We are blessings. We are we we come and we cause the situation to change for the better. Never for the worse, Father God. We make it better when we attain, when we uh, come on the scene because we're your children and you come with us, Father God. Matter of fact, you go before us. And I thank you, Father God, that people from this day forward, Father God, the people that, that you have in this place, Father God, when they go places, Father God, it's being said, wow, everything changed when you showed up. It got good. It got better. Something's different about you. What's the answer? And we can all say it's Jesus, the Christ. Father, we love you. We praise you. We give you all the glory in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Amen. I, I want to say this, guys. Um, 